Listen to your gut and then make your brain play along. If your gut says do something and your brain is saying, but, but, this can go wrong, that can go wrong, listen to your gut because your gut knows. Hello and welcome to The Daily Helping with Dr. Richard Schuster. Food for the brain, knowledge from the experts, tools to win at life. I'm your host, Dr. Richard. Whoever you are, wherever you're from, and whatever you do, this is the show that is going to help you become the best version of yourself. Each episode, you will hear from some of the most amazing, talented, and successful people on the planet who followed their passions and strive to help others. Join our movement to get a million people each day to commit acts of kindness for others. Together, we're going to make the world a better place. Are you ready? Because it's time for your Daily Helping. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Daily Helping Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Richard. And what an outstanding guest we have to share with you today and relevant in these times. His name is Doug Gordon of ProfitableRelationships.com. And he helps consultants use backwards networking to reach their ideal clients consistently. Experienced consultants know that the best clients come from referrals and relationships. And his simple and practical alternative to the unpredictable world of networking is becoming an under-the-radar leader in your industry. Dove has been featured in such places as Inc., Art of Charm, Harvard Business Review, Huffington Post, and Entrepreneur. Dove, it is an honor to have you on the Daily Helping Podcast. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Dr. Richard. This is going to be a great... Absolutely. I'm excited about this one. So I, I always like to know how people wound up doing what they're doing, their kind of superhero origin story. Tell us how you wound up on this path that, that you're on right now. I don't know about superhero, but... Um, <laughs> well, it's, uh, it's very much because I, you know, I started off about 20, let's see, about almost 20 years ago, I think. I uh, started off coaching, consulting, but I had no idea what I was doing. Uh, I knew that I had a lot to offer, and I think a lot of people are at this space uh, where you, you, you know, maybe you're just getting started, or maybe you're leaving a corporate uh, career, or maybe you've been forced out because of the COVID. And you know, I just talked to a couple of guys yesterday who they wanted to leave for ten years, and they just realized this was an opportunity. And then you know, you you put up your shingle, you start, you figure, hey, I was really good in the corporate world. Um, interesting. I'm, you know, I, I I'll just throw this out there. They they were the head of digital marketing. Or one of them was had the other one was worked at his side for ten years, for two major billion dollar name brand companies, and they thought that if they start reaching out and saying they want to do this, you know, help other companies fifty million dollars and up with their digital marketing, and they did this at this major name brand companies, they thought that people would at least want to talk to them. Oh, were they in for a surprise? It wasn't enough. It wasn't opening the door, and that's that's an example. A lot of people go off and start their consulting, coaching, whatever service business, thinking that it's going to be a lot easier. I'm good at what I do. I'm going to have people lining up, only to discover that it's not. And you know, I knew that I was good. I didn't. I didn't have. Um, I didn't really have experience. I just knew that I cared. I knew I had a lot to offer. I actually wasn't coming from a, a, a previous job. I just, you know, I was young, early twenties. I was like, hey, I can do this. No idea what I was getting into. I spent the next seven years pushing boulders up the hill only to watch, watch them roll back down. 
And uh, over time, though, I came to understand exactly what it is that, like, how do you take your expertise? How do you package your expertise and talk about it and then present it to people in a way that leads them to want to work with you? So I shifted um, around then to focus on helping others who are good at what they do, who uh, know that they have a lot to offer, but are not natural marketers or salespeople. And I do seem to be quite good at suffering through some things and then distilling it down to the essence to save some other people um, some some of the pain. No one can save you all the pain. You're gonna have to everyone's gonna have to go through and have their own their own setbacks and their own pain. But uh, we definitely can help other people through ours. And uh, that's my story in brief. You know, it's interesting too because you you said something that's very poignant. A lot of people for whatever reason, whether it's necessity, whether their com- their position is downsized, they they are now f- essentially forced to create their own thing, and they may believe, oh, I'll just you know do some Facebook ads, or maybe I'll make some posts on LinkedIn, but it's it's more the, it's more nuanced than just hey, I'm an expert in something. Here I am, world. Everybody should come to me. So let's let's talk about. For somebody who's in that position and is starting out and wants to get their presence known, how do you do it? Well, I'd say it's it's for people starting out um, because they have the chance of saving themselves years of frustration. But it's also for people who are further advanced. So the same same principles apply. Yeah, the, the the scourge of those who are further along is forgetting the basics, and then you end up you know wondering, well, what what happened now? I remember hearing somebody. Somebody share how he had a lot of success uh, in, in marketing, and then he lost two million dollars. He just he had this idea. He invested in something, and it didn't go anywhere. And on, upon reflection, he realized that he had started to believe that his success was due to the marketer as opposed to the marketing. And as soon as he got back to the marketing and realized it wasn't him, the marketer, that had been successful, he got things back on track. So that was an expensive lesson that even people away further along can make. But the most basic thing is you've got to answer uh, three questions for starters. You, you, need, well, you need to realize that in, in order to get an ideal client, in order to get a client to raise their hand, to reach out to you, they are going to have three questions go through their mind. The first question is, should I pay attention? Is it interesting? You know, that's, that's really, you know, it doesn't matter how you're going to reach them. The tactic doesn't matter. If you're going to reach them through a Facebook ad or through a podcast or through some kind of you know, somebody else sending an email to their list or a speech you're giving somewhere. It doesn't matter. The first question that anybody asks always is, should I pay attention? Is it interesting? So the first job of what you need to do is you need to get their attention and interest. You need to get them to answer their brain so to go, yeah, that is interesting. And it happens usually subconsciously. It happens instantly. And if your marketing gets them to answer, yes, that is interesting, then instantly they have a second question, which is, Okay, you got me interested, but can I trust you? Are you for real? And at that, that's the second job of your marketing is to lead them to conclude, well, yeah, you got me interested. And I see I can trust you. You seem to know your stuff. You're, you don't sound like everybody else. And only at that point do they have the third question, which is, is what you recommend right for me? Right? Dr. Richard, you got my attention. You got me interested. I, can see, I see I can trust you. Last question, is what you recommend right for me? And if, if they conclude, yes, what you recommend is right for me, congratulations, you've got a new client, you've got a new customer. And this applies to everything. Now, it, also, it sounds very simple, but like you said a moment ago, it's nuanced. So for example, how do you get the attention and interest of an ideal client? 
right? How do you get their core customer, whatever it might be? How do you get their attention and interest? We often make the mistake of talking about everything aside from what they find most interesting because your ideal clients are only interested in two things. And this is a light bulb moment for tens of thousands of people, at least that I know of, right? Who've heard this. The only two things that anybody is interested in that will get their interest, not just attention, like a lot of things will get your attention, right? If you're a loud noise, we'll get your attention until you realize, oh, that was nothing. Now something fell or I don't have to worry about it. Interest is they change your plans, right? So if you and I are walking at a conference and we're walking through the exhibitor booths, a lot of things might get our attention, but then suddenly there's this sign over there and you say, hey, Joe, let's go look at that. That got your interest. We change our plans. We go head towards it. And that's what we need to create. That's what we all need to be. That's the effect that we need to do to, to, to cause. And you do that by talking about a problem they have and don't want and or about a result they want and don't have. That's it. And that I'll, I'll be happy to give some examples if, you, if you'd like. Please. Because it's easy to get that wrong too. Okay. Let's say, you know, I've had a, 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 some, a couple of clients who were leadership consultants, um, life coaches. So a lot of my clients tend to be people who've left the corporate world even before COVID. And they felt, well, I'm really good at this. And I've got, I did so well in the corporate world. Let's, you know, I'd like to uh, do it my way with freedom. And they, they discover after a year or two or even longer that they still have not replaced, let alone exceeded their past corporate salary, which is a very disappointing place to be, especially for their spouse um, and for them in different ways. They, they, they don't feel like they, you know, they haven't been able to vindicate themselves. That's what they're really looking for. Like, I knew I could do this. So one, one woman um, is a leadership consultant. She had been the head of marketing for a 50-person marketing department in a billion-dollar company. And after a year of leaving the company uh, to go on her own, she, she found that she was just building some small websites for local small businesses, which is nothing wrong with that, but that wasn't at all what she wanted. So I said to her, I said, make a list of the problems that you can help solve and the results that you can enable. I want them to be specific. So she made a list and I guided her on how to do that. And I looked over her list and I said, okay, that's it. You can build a business on that. And I looked and what I've referred to, I don't remember exactly how she wrote it, but what I developed with her was I can help companies solve the problems they have with that employee who's too valuable to fire, right? Which connects and ties in with your business, your assessment business, right? Uh, it, because the premise there is that the employees are really too valuable to fire. And, and the, the secret there is that almost every employee is too valuable to fire. And now imagine my client and another consultant who's a leadership consultant talking to Joe's CEO. Joe's CEO runs a billion-dollar business Oh, there's, there's definitely a need for leadership consulting, uh, you know, over there. And they're, they're introduced at some event and, and Joe's CEO is being very polite and he turns to um, the other consultant and says, so what do you do? And she says, well, I'm a leadership consultant. And Joe's thinking, yeah, yeah, met many of you. We've uh, spent lots of money with, with you. Sometimes, sometimes it was worth it, sometimes less so. Turns to my client and says, well, what do you do? And she says, well, I help companies solve the problems they have with that employee who's too valuable to fire. Right? Who's he going to want to talk to? Right? That's what I mean when I say you've got to talk about a problem they have and don't want, talk about a result they want and don't have. You've got to enter it at the level that they're thinking it. And that is a little more nuanced. That is a little more tricky. Does that make sense? It totally does. So now we've got them to pay attention and we've given them a custom message that really taps into their pain point. 
Your, your next question that moves along is the are you for real, can I trust you question. So talk to us a little bit more about that. Well, that's where you want to have something that gives them a chance to, to get, you know, to, to have some kind of experience with you. So, we, you know, we, we see this all the time, right? And uh, you go to a website and they're offering some kind of free opt-in, right? If they get your attention and interest by talking about a problem that you have and don't want, a result that you want and don't have, then you might leave your email address. You might, you know, do more than that. You might want to schedule a call with them. But when you, you leave your email address, it's to get access to some kind of additional white paper or PDF or training or webinar or whatever it might be. And as you're going through that, you're constantly asking yourself the same questions. It's actually a rotation. It, it's it's a, um, uh, what's the word for that? Um, those patterns that repeat, like you zoom in and um, I forgot what they're called. Uh, you, you zoom in, you zoom out. It's the same pattern that repeats again and again. So it, it's the same thing. Those three questions are happening on a macro level as well as on a micro level. And should I pay attention? Is it interesting? They're asking that as they're going through your webinar, for example, as they're listening to your podcast, uh, for example, right? Should I pay attention? Is it interesting? And then they, they want to know, well, is, can I trust you? Well, what, what you need to do is you need to talk about what you do. You need to talk about the, the problems you help solve, the results that you enable in a way that leaves them feeling, wow, that's, I've, I've never heard it talked about. I've never heard anyone discuss it that way. I've never heard anybody present it that way. And you sound like you actually care. Like you're not just trying to ram something down my throat, trying to get me to buy something, but you, you actually seem like you care. So that combination is really what you're after. You're after creating that feeling, that kind of realization, so to speak. Is, do you find, and as they're going through these questions at a micro level and at a macro level, it's like the, the circle of life kind of a thing is what's popping into my head. Do you, do you find that at one point they might get to question two and then they, they jump back to question one or then maybe to, from one to three? Like, is it, does it flow statically or is that more of a dynamic process? It's, it's, it's more of a dynamic process. And, and this is why you know, people get a little bit too hung up on the tactics of marketing, right? You know, people are, especially people who go out and, and, they, and they're good at what they do and they raise their hand, so to speak, and say, hey, I'm really good at what I do and I'm struggling to get clients. And they type into Google, how do you get clients? And before they know it, they're on 15 different email lists. Everybody's telling them something else. One says you've got to be doing Facebook ads to an evergreen webinar funnel. The other one says you've got to be doing public speaking. The one says you've got to develop a personal brand on and on and on. And, you know, I remember years ago, we're sitting back and, and noticing all this myself. And I was thinking, it, you know, it can't be that you have to do all those things after struggling to do too much of it myself. It just it can't be. Because I see that some people do this, let's say Facebook ads, and it works. And some people do it and it doesn't work. And I realized that every tactic could work and every tactic could fail. So it can't be the tactic. And I realized it's, it's like, it's like a, like a balloon, right? If I have a blue balloon and a red balloon and I leave go of them both and the blue balloon falls and the red balloon flies, you're not going to say, well, blue balloons fall and red balloons fly. The balloon is like the tactic. It's just the superficial. It's the surface. You're going to say, well, the blue balloon, um, well, let's say the red balloon had helium inside and the blue balloon is filled with your own hot air, obviously, right? So it's the same thing. Um, we need to realize it's not about the tactic. It's about understanding what the tactic is meant to do. The tactic is meant to deliver some kind of message. It's meant to deliver some kind of experience. What is it meant to do? It's meant to lead them to answer yes to those three questions. 
we get all bent out of shape when they're worrying about marketing funnels and, and, and sales funnels and all that. What is it, what is it trying to do? It's, it's trying to help my ideal client, your ideal client, answer three questions for themselves. So, you know, we could easily make it too complicated, but, but at the end of the day, we realize that, okay, I need to keep their attention and interest by talking about the problem they have and don't want the result they want and don't have. And stay focused on that. Just, you know, I can peel off another layer, go a little bit further, a little further. Constantly, you know, where possible, the one to many is limited. You know, we can't possibly answer everybody's question if it's just you and I talking. But if somebody is intrigued enough and they want to talk one-on-one, that leads to the last question. That, that, that means we got them all the way to the last question where they want to know as well, is what you recommend right for me? Let's talk and find out. Hey guys, Dr. Richard here. For the past seven years, I've been privileged to bring you incredible guests who are changing the world and can help you become the best version of yourself. I'm really excited to share with you a new quiz that I created based on my clinical training that will curate for you a custom list of my top episodes and actionable strategies to help you wherever you are on your journey. All you need to do is go to drrichardschuster.com to take it, and it's 100% free. You'll be taking the next step on the journey to unlocking the power of you, and I can't wait to see where you'll go. Once you've gotten past these three questions, I know that you're really big on relationships, that it's it's kind of this reverse approach. So let, let's talk about now we've gone through check number one, number two, number three. Let's talk about how then you're bridging that into forging meaningful relationships, which eventually convert into sales. Well, actually, it, it's not after that. It's it's an overlap, and I'll, I'll lay that out. But, you know, I've grown my business over the last 10 plus years through relationships with uh, colleagues. And, you know, where I would promote some colleague to my audience, they would promote me and so on. And, and over the years, I built what I call an alchemy network. I built a network of, of people who have you know, similar values, market to similar audiences, and we've supported and promoted each other. Now, on its own, there's nothing unique about that. The thing is that you know, I looked around and I noticed how many people who were marketing the tactic. There's the this, you know, the Facebook ads, LinkedIn, and all, like we said before. And, and I realized that the, it certainly seems a lot easier to sell a tactic than it is to sell, you know, um, fundamental skills, which is what I was always focused on. Why? Because I just really love helping people master a small number of highly valuable skills that will serve you for the rest of your life. I just love working with people who appreciate that. A couple of years ago, though, I started to think, well, maybe I should start teaching people how to build a network like this. And to cut a long story short, uh, uh, is that, you know, I I pushed it away because I was thinking, now, well, there's no big deal. There's nothing here. I mean, anybody can do this. But eventually I came to realize maybe anybody could do it, but almost nobody I knew was doing it. And, you know, then I I was talking to a client uh, who had been, you know, rather successful consultant for a while, but he was looking for more consistency in his clients. For him, a new client is worth low six to low seven figures. And I said to him, you know, I think you should build an alchemy network. And he said, well, what do you mean? And I came for him and he thought that was worth doing. And he, you know, we, we designed certain ways for him though, it would be a network of his ideal clients. And we got him to the point where 
um, I remember him sending me a message just hey, over the last 48 to 72 hours, I had five senior executives at half billion and billion dollar plus businesses book themselves on my calendar. This is from cold outreach. We refined his message to the point where, whereas you know, most of us are getting these messages, these pitches, whether it's cold email or, or, or LinkedIn spam and all that, he was able to reach out and his message was very different because while they're trying to get something clearly, he was really offering something. He was approaching his ideal clients with a message that had to do with, hey, um, I've got this network. It's for these types of people. This is the big idea behind it. Would you want to talk and see if it might be a good fit for you? And think about the questions in the funnel, right? The the first question is, should I pay attention? Is it interesting? Well, not everybody was interested, but about, you know, a, a, I don't remember what the percentage is, but a, 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 you know, a larger percentage than normal were responding at least to his message to find out what he was talking about, to learn a little bit more. We call that a sign of life. Some of them then want to go on and talk to him, and some of them were joining his, his network. Now, what happens is with it, when you have an alchemy network like this, you have well-placed people through, across your industry uh, in key, you know, key positions at, at potential clients. He's got a long sales cycle, but now he has relationships with decision makers and recommenders and people who you know, could bring him in and, and starting conversations and leading to projects with them. And that is that whole funnel. So it begins with helping them answer yes to, is this, uh, you know, is this interesting? Well, yes, interesting. No one's approached me like this. What you're talking about is important to me. It makes a lot of sense. Again, the messaging that we develop is very specific along the lines of the example I gave earlier with the leadership consultant. That talks to them. It gets them to find out when to talk to him. And then when they're on a call with him, then um, some of them, like, yeah, that, the, the network makes sense. And since then, I've started teaching and, show, and showing people how to start charging for this. So now, I mean, this is, uh, I guess over the last year, year and a half, I've been helping other people set up their own alchemy networks. And it's become a way that you can add $50,000, $100,000, $200,000 a year uh, in a new revenue stream where you're getting paid largely for a lot of things you're already doing. So if you're doing really well with Facebook ads and, and that type of thing, then you might want to actually develop a colleague-based network because colleagues can help you reach other people without the dependence on Facebook ads. If you've discovered that a lot of your ideal clients come from relationships and from referrals, but you find that referrals are unpredictable and relationships take a lot of time to cultivate them, this is a way to bring them together and leverage it. And then once they're in there in your network and they get to know you better, they're answering, yes, I can trust you. I get to know you better. And then that you give them the opportunity to, uh, uh, to ask and answer the third question is what you recommend right for me. And if you have a long sales cycle, it just, it just makes everything so much easier. I mean, you, you sell to corporate, right? So, so at least part of what you do, right? So sometimes you have someone says to you, and it's not true just with corporate, but you know, let's use it. You know, hey, Dr. Richard, I love what you're describing. I just, I don't think that we're ready for this right now. We've got too much on our plate. Could you get back to me in six months? I think we'll be ready then. And you know, you're not a slacker. You take the initiative. So five months later, you reach out to them and say, hey, just checking back. How's it going? And they say, oh, Dr. Richard, I'm so sorry. Last month, we went with this other company, right? We've all had that, that kind of experience. And you kick yourself because you weren't able to keep that going. And sure, you can put them on your email list and that's a great thing to do, but that's, it's a one di directional message. You're not receiving, you're not hearing back from them what's going on. 
And sure, you can send out messages or emails or phone calls or packages where you say, hey, I thought this would be of interest to you or have this book I came across or this article. But that's often forced and awkward. But if they've spent a modest amount to be in a network that you lead, then between now and six months, you could be saying, hey, let's get on a quick 10, 15 minute call and find out what you're up to so that I can kind of lead the whole network in a way that's valuable for you and everybody else. Now you've got a, a conversation that's going in both directions. And that's, you know, that's what we call the alchemy network. And what's beautiful is that people who are already, you know, again, um, I think you said this in the beginning when you were introducing me, that, that most experienced consultants, they recognize that the, the, most of their, the best clients are going to come through some kind of relationship. Maybe it's a second step. Maybe you're speaking somewhere and someone hears you and then they want to meet, you know, meet for lunch or stay in touch or have a conversation. And that, but that may not actually lead to anything for six months. What if you can bring them into your network? Now you cultivate that. And, what, and oftentimes the, the speaking gig that you got was based on relationships. So there's two main opportunities for building your alchemy network. And you don't want to do both at the same time, right? But one would be at the top of the funnel in order to bring people into your world. That's usually going to be with colleagues. I'm throwing a lot at you, so just you know, yeah, it's all good. It's, it's this great yeah. stuff. And, <laughs> um, and and the second, that's where like it might be with colleagues, where they're going to put you in front of their audiences, and new people get to ask the question: Is Dr. Richard is is what he's talking about interesting? And if they answer yes, then they enter your funnel. However, they do it. They become li- listener to your podcast. Maybe they they go to one of your websites and sign up for something that you may have there, and. Uh, and then at that point, they want to know, is what you recommend, uh, sorry, can I trust you? You know, does, does this make sense? Do you seem to really know your stuff? And, and, uh, and the other questions that are related to, can I trust you? And is, it, is what you recommend right for me? That's where you may want to build a, a, um, the second type of network, which is for ideal clients and or recommenders. And that's meant to, um, to fit at that part of the funnel. So you just over... I've been doing this myself for 10 plus years in, in, um, in a, my own network, which uh, has gotten stronger over the years, which is unusual. Most people start these things. They, they peter out after a while. That's what I keep hearing. And, you know, just that's what we've been doing at the, with the ProfitableRelationships.com um, more and more is really helping people who resonate with this approach as opposed to the, the very common approach of like, you know, putting yourself as a, out as a celebrity guru type on, on Facebook and Instagram. That, that's great, but it's only right for maybe 10% of the people. The rest of us, we try to do that and it just doesn't feel authentic. It doesn't feel real. It's not who we are. We don't want to be doing that. We need to know that there's an alternative. I'm curious. This is such great stuff. Dove, you said that sometimes this peters out for people. What, in your experience, what have been some of the reasons that's the case? So great question. A lot of people don't understand the real value of their alchemy network. And keep in mind, this is not just taking BNI and putting it online as somebody you know, once asked me, isn't this just <laughs> taking BNI and putting it online? No, it's not. It really isn't. It's different. Obviously, anytime you know, people ask, well, how's it, how's it different from a mastermind? And you know, how's it different from a peer group? And how's it different from a... And the answer is that, look, Anytime you're bringing, or an association, anytime you're bringing people together, there's going to be a lot in common because we're talking about bringing people together for some kind of common cause. It's the nuanced distinctions that really make a difference. So people don't often don't understand the value of it. And the value really boils down to your curation and conversation. You need to curate the network. You do not allow in anybody just because they want to 
to be there, even if they're willing to pay your membership fee. Okay. And sometimes, by the way, I'd say, don't charge a membership fee. There's, there's, you know, that's part of the wisdom of, of figuring out how to set this up. But, but in almost every case at this point, I believe that you can charge something. So if curation matters. And I, years ago, before I started my first network, I was looking, how did I come to this? Because I was looking for other people who were direct marketing savvy, marketing to you know, small business, entrepreneur, consultant, coach, expert, and, you know, and so on. And would be open to cross promotions. And I was looking for such people. And I joined several different online forums looking to see how do I find and meet such people. I didn't find what I was looking for. So I started my own little group with a handful of people I'd met online. One at some course I was taking and then someone somewhere else. I don't remember. And But what I did realize while joining several different other forums, I realized that every single one was different. It was remarkable that the leader of the forum somehow set a tone and the shades of gray and the different colors of the rainbow, if you want, they're all, it's just remarkable how different each one was. The culture was different. And that's what convinces me that if somebody feels moved to grow their business with this, with an alchemy network, to be, by the way, I call this becoming an under the radar leader in your industry, because this is how you do it. You, you really, you, you build close relationships with several dozen or, or even 100, 150, obviously, they're not going to all be so close, but uh, people well-placed across your industry. And that makes you the under-the-radar leader in your industry. And, and when you then build out some of the, the leverage uh, momentum or you know, uh, the systems that, that we help you set up, then you can recreate that consistent flow of clients. So yeah, um, so there's the curation and the conversation. When you bring people together, what makes your group unique is that people, there are people who will love to be part of your group. They may not realize that, but when they connect with you, when they hear about you, and then you invite them to your network, part of that is they realize that, wow, now I feel like I'm I'm in a group of people like me. And nobody can curate the way you could. It's unique. And the second thing is make it easy for them to have conversations. Make it easy for them to have conversations. The real value is that they feel like they're part of a community of people who get them, who understand them, who both challenge them and also can can benefit from their from from what they have. Like everybody should be bringing and also receiving. So curation and conversation is really the key. And I think that it's the, that because I've never, I don't know about never. I definitely did, you know, from time to time, probably admit people maybe because I should not have let in. I mean, it, you know, we all slip up a little bit. Like someone seems like they're a little more or better or different than what it turns out. I've I've really just been quite good about that. So that make- no, I, I didn't mean to cut you off, but but I don't want to lose the point because I'm sure a lot of people listening to this are thinking this right now. What are some things you can do? And of course, every industry is different, but in general, how, how do you as best you can screen people for entry into your group? I talk to them. We'll get on a thirty minute call. Because I see this as a long, you know, this is a long-term relationship I'm looking to establish. Whether it's a potential client, right? I now I now have two networks. One is my under the radar leaders network, which is for consultants who are using my approach to grow their own consulting businesses. And I have my 10-year-old, roughly, I don't remember exactly when I started it, but it's about 10 years, um, my group of colleagues. And I talk to everybody, even though it's only, you know, a thousand or two thousand dollars a year for membership which means that the money is not going to stop somebody who is a good fit. But at the same time, you know, it, it gives me 
certain revenue for things I was previously doing for free, uh, which is really nice. Uh, a lot of people like that that element of it. Uh, it also creates a bit of a different dynamic that that makes a difference when you're dealing with um, call, in both cases. Each one's a little bit different. But it sounds like you you trust your gut based on the conversation oh, yes, you have with them. them. Yeah, to yeah. see if they're really a good fit, and you know, and, yeah. and you know, probably I would presume making questions to ask people based on your industry and the the flow of the group well, and those kind of uh, things. Yeah, let me refine that a bit because I'm looking to understand. I want to understand where are you now, where are you headed, and why do you think being a part of my network is likely to help you get what you want? I'm not trying to convince anybody to be a member because the best, the best group is going to have people who want to be there for their own reasons. They're the ones who are going to participate for selfish reasons. If somebody realizes, wow, I can ask this question and get really good responses from all these people, then they're going to ask the question. And you know, it, it's really a, um, it's a it's a good question you're asking. And the by understanding that the person meets certain foundational criteria for the group, which you know there are certain things, of course, that would be universal, but there are certain things that would be depend on the group. They meet certain the the criteria, but I also want to know: Do you? What are you trying to accomplish, and and how do you see yourself benefiting from this? We once had somebody. Most of the members have come from nomination, you know, from other members now. And somebody once said, "Hey, I, I have this. I know somebody who's got a million email subscribers in the relationship and in, in advice, uh, dating advice business, you know, space." And I said, "It sounds amazing, but how could we possibly give to this person? We all market to business audiences." And I can't see how people are going to want to promote suddenly like, like, what would we do for him? And so I said, no, thanks. Even though the guy was running, you know, probably a very big business and we can all learn from it. That type of discipline makes a difference. Very well said. Dove, we, we could do this all day. This has been outstanding, but unfortunately we are at time. As you know, I ask everybody who comes on this show, if you could share with us your biggest help and that one most important piece of information you'd like the audience to walk away with after hearing our conversation today. Listen to your gut and then make your brain play along. If your gut says do something and your brain is saying, but, but this can go wrong, that can go wrong. Listen to your gut because your gut knows. And just like if your guts, uh, if your if your gut is telling you don't do that, don't do that, and your brain is saying, yeah, it'll be okay, it'll be all right, don't worry about it, you know it's not going to be okay. You know you're going to regret it. Listen to your gut, and then when it comes to business, your gut is is going to lead you towards your big opportunities, but they're going to scare you. Your brain is going to come up with all sorts of reasons why you shouldn't invest the money, shouldn't put in the time, why you got to do other things first. Listen to your gut, and then give your brain a better question. Ask you have your brain ask, well, how can I make this work? as opposed to what can go wrong. Sagely, sagely advice that applies to life, not just in business. So I'm grateful that you shared that. Dove, where can people connect with you online? Oh, at ProfitableRelationships.com forward slash daily helping. Uh, I put up a free training on how people can use what I call backwards networking to start extra extra revenue stream of, you know, 50, 100, 150, $200,000 a year for doing a lot they may already be doing for free. So that's at ProfitableRelationships.com forward slash daily helping. 
I love that. Thank you for sharing that. That's so much value. And, and especially now where the world is today. Well, Dove, this has been an absolute treat. Thank you so much for being a guest on The Daily Helping. Thanks. Thank you as well. And thank you as well who chose to listen to this episode. If you like what you heard, go subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review because that's what helps other people find the show. But most importantly, go out there today, do something nice for someone else, even if you don't know who they are, and post it in your feeds using the hashtag MyDailyHelping because the happiest people are those that help others. 